Welcome to the Ask Peggy About Your Money podcast. I'm your host, Peggy Doviak, and I'm a certified financial planner practitioner and a personal finance author. This is a podcast to help you understand your money better. I'll address a question about money every week. You'll have the opportunity to send me questions, and I'll base other questions after things I've been asked in nearly 19 years as a financial planner. The podcast is divided into three sections. In the first, I'll introduce the topic, then I'll give you more detailed information about it, and then finally in the third section, I'll give you ways you can implement strategies so you can make the information go to work for you today. Let's get started. I absolutely hate going on a diet. I'm also terrible at it. I say things like, I'm never going to eat anything greasy again. And then I get to the office and my assistants bought donuts. Not just any donuts, not the donuts I can leave in the package, but delicious, glazed, cream-filled, greasy donuts. And so I eat one, or maybe two. And then I vow to eat no more grease for the rest of the day. I'll eat a salad for lunch. I'll bake some chicken for dinner. Everything will be fine. And then I get a call from a friend that I haven't seen in several months who says, hey, what are you doing for lunch today? I'm free. Want to go grab a burger at the new place? So I go grab a burger with my friend. And of course, because I'm having a burger, I have to have french fries with it. And now suddenly I have eaten two donuts, a hamburger, and french fries on the day that I was going to cut down on my greasy foods. So what do I do that evening for dinner? I give up in despair and I make absolutely anything I want and I probably make dessert. Why? Because I've failed and there's just no point in trying. Maybe I try again the next day and maybe I'm so discouraged I don't even bother trying that day either. Maybe it's a solid month before I try to go on my diet again. Well, unfortunately, budgets and diets are both four-letter words and they fail for exactly the same reasons. In today's podcast, I'd like to talk to you about how to make a budget that actually works, that you won't hate, and will help you meet your financial goals. So stay tuned. Like what you hear? Check out my website, askpeggy.com. That's A-S-K-P-E-G-G-Y.com. You can read my blog, find where I'm appearing, and keep up with my books. I'm going to tell you a secret. When people meet me the first time, sometimes they're a little bit afraid of me. When this started happening, it made me very uncomfortable and maybe a little sad because I don't want people to be afraid of me. That's never my goal. But I eventually came to realize that people were afraid that I would judge them about their money that I would tell them they were doing a bad job and that I would be critical of the decisions that they were making. 
that I would tell them they were spending too much and that I might even put them on a budget. Well, in the last section, I talked about the problems with my dieting, and I ended by saying that budgets and diets are both four-letter words. You know what four-letter words I'm talking about. We're not going to use them on today's podcast, but they're definitely four-letter words. What happens is we create unrealistic expectations when we diet and when we create budgets. And we set up scenarios that can't possibly work. Think about some of the dieting programs out there that say it's not a crash diet, it's a lifestyle change. Well, budgets are the same way, and even more than that, budgets are a creation. So when you're trying to create a budget, you need to do it realistically and not say things like, I'm never buying anything again that's not on my list. So let's assume you've made a list and you know what? Good for you because that list is a fabulous place to start. But when I walk into some stores with a list, I get what's on my list, but maybe it's the fall. You know, we're just about to start having pumpkin everything in the stores. And I'm a pretty big sucker for Halloween stuff. So maybe at the end of the aisle, I see my favorite sandwich cookies in Halloween colors. Well, I'm really likely to pick them up and put them in the cart. But guess what? Halloween sandwich cookies weren't on my list. So what have I done? Well, it's kind of like eating that first donut. I've broken what I said I was going to do. And so maybe I do pretty good and I go four or five more aisles and I find some pumpkin napkins. Wow, I need pumpkin napkins because the ones that I had last year, I'm almost out of them and I don't know where I put them. And besides, these are cuter. And so I put the pumpkin napkins in my cart. Now, at this point, it's Katie bar the door because I've bought two things that weren't on my list. I've failed in my budget. So what do I do? Well, I buy a pumpkin cream roll and some pumpkin paper towels and maybe some pumpkin socks if I'm in the right kind of store. And then they have some pumpkin earrings right by the checkout and I buy them all. Why? Because I failed. When you're trying to create a budget, when you're trying to save money, you need to build in things to keep you from failing. One of the things that you do to help with this is to know what you're spending on a day in, day out. I realize that almost every podcast I keep talking about your cash flow, but it's really critical. If you're spending $200 a week on groceries, you can't suddenly decide you're going to spend $100 a week on groceries unless you know that you can afford to do it. Maybe you can, maybe you can't. Maybe you can cut down from 200, but maybe the actual number is 150. You should go ahead and look at your receipts. I realize I'm taking this to a granular level, but if you really need for your grocery budget to be $100 a week, 
then you can't lower it from that because you can't live on that and you're going to get discouraged and you're going to give up and you're going to spend $200 instead of one. So make sure that the numbers that you're putting into your budget are the numbers you really live on. What's your average electric bill? What's your average gas bill? What's your average water bill? You can't just make these numbers up and get it to work because if you sort of half try to make a budget and at the end of the month you've spent way more than the budget maybe you'll go back and look at the data but now that you've failed you're more likely to just wad the thing up throw it in the corner and give up and you don't want to do that because when you're trying to get control of your spending you really need to be successful but you have to start out with realistic numbers. You can't just create the number you wish it was and put it down and then wonder why you can't meet your budget. So that's the basic behind it. It isn't terribly complicated, but it is a pain in the neck. But take the time to do it. You're going to be really glad you did. And stay tuned to the third section of this podcast because I've got a secret that will help you be successful. Want to learn more? Check out my personal finance books. 52 Weeks to Prosperity, about to be in second edition, and coming summer of 2022, 52 Weeks to Wellbeing. They're available at major chain bookstores, online, or your favorite independent. I promised you a secret at the end of the last section, and now I'm going to give you the trick to staying on your budget. Give yourself spending money. Remember when you were little and you got an allowance, and maybe some of your allowance went to different things, but some of your allowance was yours to spend on anything you want. As adults, we need to do the same thing. Now, it depends on your financial condition how much your spending money is. When I go to the grocery store and I have a list and I don't want to spend more than my list, I write down one or two blank lines at the end of my list and I put a dollar amount beside it so that I know that that's how much money I can spend. When I see the Halloween sandwich cookies, I can pick them up and put them in my cart. And I write Halloween sandwich cookies on my grocery list. And I'm still on my list. If I find the napkins two rows over and they don't cost more than my spending money allowance is, then I can put the napkins in my cart as well. What have I saved? Because I bought the cookies and I bought the napkins but I didn't buy all of that other stuff that I bought because I had failed. The problem with our money is when we aren't successful the way we think we should be, we give up in despair and we spend like crazy. So give yourself spending money and you can give yourself spending money in different parts of your spending. So if you tend to come home from grocery stores with $100 more than you thought you were going to spend, or even $20 more than you thought you were going to spend, that can wreak havoc in your budget. 
Instead, give yourself permission to buy one or two items and go from there. If you tend to spend too much money when you go to the mall, it doesn't mean you're never going to go to the mall again because that's unrealistic. You and I both know you are. So you give yourself a budget. You give yourself spending money every month. And if the amount of money that you're spending money is for this month isn't enough to buy what you want, then wait until next month and then you'll have two months worth of spending money and maybe the item's on sale now because it hasn't just shown up in the racks. You can do the same thing with electronics. You can do the same thing with fast food money. Anything where you tend to spend mindlessly, give yourself a budget for that amount and give yourself spending money that lets you do it. And then you don't feel deprived. And you've created a scenario where you have a lifestyle change rather than a crash budget that isn't going to work in the long run. Thanks for listening. Remember to tune in each week for a new episode and give us a like and a follow. You also might want to like my social media that you can find on the Ask Peggy website. The information in these podcasts is educational, not investment advice, and it's very important that you talk to your own certified financial planner practitioner to make sure that everything that you're hearing is actually going to be in your best interest. Until later, stay prosperous.